This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Welcome back to part three of our conversations of getting your church ready for the Christmas season. Now, I was just at Starbucks the other day, all right? (laughs) I mean, we still got what? three more weeks till Thanksgiving, but Starbucks has already revolutionized the entire building and the app, and they are ready for Christmas. So I guess if Starbucks is ready for Christmas, I guess we need to be ready for Christmas as well. Well, hey man, so far we talked about two different topics regarding the Christmas season. The first one was about the media checklist that your church needs to have for Christmas to get everything you know in order for the Christmas season. And then last week we talked about how to use FOMO to get people excited for the Christmas season. Now, last week was more, um, not even more, more so less about actual using digital technology and more of how to create just excitement for your church people around the Christmas season, and then how to use technology to get that information out to people. Well, this week, we're going right back into the actual digital side that we, let's be honest, what the podcast was all about finding of how to use technology to both grow your church, but most importantly, also you know, encourage your followers as well. And in today's conversation, we're going to be able to do both of those. So today we're going to be talking about the types of content you should be making for your Christmas services or in preparation for your Christmas services, both to attract new people to your church, but then also to grow and edify those people that are already in your church. Now, for you as a small church, you might already be doing a lot of different ideas and techniques to get your church's name out there. And I firmly believe that Christmas and also Easter are the two best times to take advantage of the fact that people are more receptive to spiritual things and spiritual conversations. So today we're going to talk specifically about the types of content you should be making for your Christmas services. And knock on wood, this is going to be a quick conversation. So let's get into it. Before we even talk about what type of content you should be making for Christmas season, let's talk about the things you should not do. Now, these are things that I see churches do all the time all over here in our area. And I think this is honestly just a waste of money and honestly a waste of resources because you got to create the things, spend a lot of money to get the things, and that's probably not going to get much ROI back on your money. The first is using billboards to advertise your Christmas services. Now, granted, if you're a church of thousands of people, I mean, we're talking two, 3,000 people, or hey, even maybe seven, 800 people, you might have a more recognized name in the community, and you might be able to just put the money towards billboards because, hey, that's just what you want to do. But for a lot of small churches to spend thousands of dollars on a billboard, now a billboard company is going to say, you're going to have thousands and tens of thousands of people driving by this billboard every single day, and it is the most exposure you're going to get, which, yes, is partially true. But at the same time, How many times have you responded positively to a billboard that you've seen, excluding food? (laughs) A lot of times, billboards are for brand awareness to get people's names out there, to get businesses' name out there about awareness of what type of services that they offer. The hard part with churches is unless people are specifically looking for a church to be involved with if they're moved to the area or new to the area, or let's be honest, they're going through some hard things and they're trying to find an answer to that, having your church's name on a billboard... I don't know. If your church wants to do it, go for it. I'm saying it's a really expensive option. The second thing you should not do, if you're in a bigger city, 
maybe not in a small little area, is pull out a magazine advertisement. I mentioned this last week that we have something called Michigan Saver magazine here that goes out right now. I think it's up to quarterly is where it's at right now. And actually, no, no, no. I think they're to, to every other month now because it's growing and growing and growing. And a lot of businesses will use these as ways to put coupon codes in to get brand exposure of their business, let people know of the services that they have. And people guaranteed are going to flip through these. In fact, I flip through them. My wife flips through them. My mom flips through them. My friends flip through it because we want to know, okay, what's going on and what coupons can we get for local food places in the area? Now, if you put your advertisement in one of these, sure, you might, again, get more brand exposure for your church and your church name. However, again, you're spending a lot of money for people to just look at it and go, okay, cool, and then keep flipping. Unless you're offering something that, let's just be honest, for them, it's, it goes, what's in it for me? If you are giving away turkeys at Thanksgiving and you want people to come, or you're giving away this, your church wants to sponsor local families in your community, then yes, put that in the magazine because people are looking for how other people can benefit them, not just be told, hey, you need to come to our church service. And the last one is don't take ads out also in your local newspaper. Now, okay, if you're like a super, 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 super small town, like legit, you know, 500 people, like a village, small town, and that's just what, that's just how it is. And that's the vibe of the community. Go for it. But if you're in a bigger city, like where I'm at, you know, South Bend, we have a hundred thousand people. All right. And then we have small churches all around. That's just the type of community that we're in. If you put your advertisement in the South Bend Tribune or other print, newspaper thing, you're not going to be reaching a very good demographic with that newspaper ad. So right off the bat, you should not be doing billboards, magazine advertisements, or ads unless you want to give something to people because that's what people are looking for those things to provide for them. So what should you be doing? Now, I believe that your church should actually be doing four different types of content to help get the, the word out about Christmas. The first one is print. The second one is video. The third is digital advertisements. And the fourth is unique content creation. So first, with print advertisement, these are things you know that people can pass out, hand out. They can keep it in their wallet when they're having a conversation with somebody or they want to invite their neighbor. They can just give them a card so that way people can get to the website and reference what time your services are at. Now, these includes like business cards, which are my personal favorite. I love business cards because you can buy thousands of them for literally dirt cheap off Vistaprint. Or if you want to go more of a square business card route, it's a little bit more expensive, but I still think it's worth it. Another one is a small postcard that you can mail out. Now, personally, I'm not a big fan, and I should have added this, the thing not to do. I'm not a big fan of just email blast marketing campaigns. Because here's the deal. If you do a postcard in the mail, that's just a generic Christmas graphic, you literally are going to be in someone's trash bin within 10 seconds of them getting that um, that postcard. Now, you might get a person here or there, and let's just be honest, you might, and that's that's not a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing. But chances are people are going to throw that in the trash along with the other 20 churches that did that as well. But I think small postcards, if you want to invite specific people, like if you want to give them to your church people and say, hey, hand these to your neighbors, they're bigger, they look better on the fridge. Or if you have people that have visited your church and you actually have their address and contact information, you can do a hand postcard to them. That's another great resource as well. The third print advertisement though, which is one of my favorites, and we're going to talk about how to make this cheap, are door hangers. So that way people can walk around the community and tag those door hangers. Now, what's different between a door hanger and a postcard, you might ask? Postage. <laughs> Every time you send a post, uh, like a postcard, you're literally, well, depending upon the size, you're spending about a dollar per every two postcards. 
Doringers, you get people in your community involved with handing those out. We'll talk about that more in the coming weeks. So print advertisement, business cards, small postcards, door hangers, get those suckers printed so your people can hand them out. Video advertisements, though, are a little bit trickier. They're a little bit scarier. But I'm not just saying video advertisements in general, but more so video advertisements and invites specifically from your pastor. I think it's a great idea to have up to three different videos that you record of your pastor in different parts of your church and hey, even maybe your community to invite people to your Christmas services. If you are doing a Christmas service, let's say out on the lawn because you're down south and not where we live, wherever you're doing your Christmas service, get a video of your pastor meeting where you are going to eventually have that service. If you can do it in the sanctuary, get one of your pastor in the sanctuary. Get one of him in front of the building. Hey, maybe even it's just downtown on a street real quick because you're trying to be a church for the community. Either way, you got to get some videos of your pastor talking directly to people. I mean, we're talking minute to three minute long videos. If it's anything longer, people ain't going to watch it. If it's anything shorter, Instagram might not like that one too much or, or Facebook, but it's going to feel a little awkward. And there's a lot of cool resources out there to help you be more confident on camera. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes of a post that Brady Shear from Pro Church Nation, Pro Church Tools did about how pastors can be more confident on camera, but you got to get videos of your pastor or you, if you're the pastor, inviting people to Christmas. But here's the deal. These cannot be poorly done. If your video is kind of, you're back far away, you're sitting on a recliner, you don't have a lot of excitement or engagement with people, people ain't gonna listen. You gotta talk into that camera as if you're having a one-on-one intense almost sales pitch conversation with somebody. And so the video has to be good, which with today's iPhone technology, there's no excuse for not having a great video, but you gotta be closer to the camera than what you think. But the other one that most people do not think about is you gotta have good audio. Uh, There's a pastor friend that I know that he does devotionals on video, oh man, weekly for a while there. It was almost daily, and I'm so thrilled and pumped that he does that. However, he's in a place that's super echoey. He doesn't talk very loud, and the audio is so quiet and echoey and poor, I, I love the guy, but I just can't, I can't listen to it because in today's culture, you got to have good audio for people to listen and great video to catch people's attention. So if you have not done this yet, this is free. You don't even need to spend money to do it if you already have a solid iPhone or a solid Samsung or LG, some type of good phone that has a good video component. And if your audio stinks, I mean, you could buy some of these little tiny, really cool microphones that are like 25 bucks on Amazon that plug into your your phone, and then that way you can get a little better audio in there. You can go that route, or hey, in all honesty, get a little closer, talk a little louder. People might actually like that. Oh, and don't like, I mean, if you want to hold your, your camera up and invite people, like that's really cool for like a 15, 20 second one. But if you're talking longer, have a tripod, have somebody else do it. So, so far we talked about print advertisements, video advertisements. I'm trying to go quick and without talking too fast. But the third one is you have to get your digital advertisements in order. Now we're talking things that are posted specifically on Facebook, Google My Business. You can't forget Google My Business with pictures as well as Instagram or Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you're at. Here's the deal. We talked about this two weeks ago. You gotta have a solid Christmas graphic and you can post that Christmas graphic I don't want to say every single time. Please don't. Don't be don't be one of those Instagram people who literally you look at their Instagram account and it's the same post every single week. Our local our local uh, fellowship of Christian athletes does it. Hey, we have a meeting today. That's their entire grid. 
don't do that. But if you have that Christmas graphic, you can use that to your advantage with running Facebook ads, or you can just do it as a post and let people share it to give information about it. And on top of that, you got to have that on your Christmas landing page to match those up. Another one is images of your people with your Christmas graphic as an overlay to those posts for digital advertisements. A really cool idea is if you can get pictures, again, I've talked about this all the time. I'm going to preach it till I'm dead. You got to get pictures of your church people doing your church thing because people want to know what's going on and what to expect. But if you take a picture of someone, you could literally slap whatever your main color of your graphic is, but like a, maybe a blue or a red or green or purple, whatever your color is for Christmas, do an overlay inside. Go to Canva, get a, this is all free. Go to Canva. Import your image, put it onto the, uh, the Instagram square post. Get another square, make it whatever main color it is. Drop that opacity down to 80%, maybe 70, between 75, 85%. Then take the title of whatever your Christmas graphic is, of that PNG with the background where it just says the title, slap that on top of the picture, and bam, you've got a digital advertisement. You want to be more creative? Change the background with different pictures and you can have multiple graphics with the same theme. Or if you don't want to go that route, you literally could just take an image of somebody on the bottom of that image on like that bottom 10%, do a solid bar with your Christmas graphic title on top of it or somewhere in the corner, just so that when people see that graphic, it not just is a picture of the church, but it's also an invite and a recognition of you have a Christmas service coming down the pike. Now, this one's a little bit more creative and honestly will take a little bit more work from you, but this does not require you to have a photographer in service. Something that I think is really cool is the power of stories. Now, we we flat out say, how will we as Christians overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony? And I believe the same thing can be true of digital advertisements as well. When you get quotes from people about why they love the Christmas season, what hope do they have in Christmas? What are they thankful for this Christmas season? What's been their best church experience at your church there in the Christmas season, you can take what they said and make a graphic out of that quote. You don't even necessarily need to show their face, but if you want to, which I think is great, get a picture of Susan and Bill saying the quote that they said, and then put that quote on the graphic or maybe just a shortened part of it. And if it's a long quote, you can post that in the post as well. But if you actually use your people to feel your own content, the chances of them sharing that post themselves grows exponentially and it also shows people in the community of oh these people at this church really really seem to love what's going on let's do it now when you have all these things you know created you need to start posting them on your social media channels but you got to throw some money behind it and this is where it gets really scary for a lot of churches and we're not going to go into it anymore today because we're gonna have a separate one on how to actually do facebook ads and how to use your budget effectively to actually know how you should be able to push your facebook ads out but at the end of the day you got to use targeted facebook ads to push that and then also this cannot be understated whenever you do anything you on, on online social media, you have to tell people where to learn more, where to click to learn more, where to click to quote unquote register like we talked about last week or, or, or two weeks ago. But you have to have a landing page on your website. And you know, honestly, it's good on your main homepage of your website to have a quick little link of, hey, it's Christmas season, boop, go to the Christmas page. But you got to create a Christmas landing page so that way when you do these Facebook posts and people want to learn more and they have questions, they have a place to go to get all their questions answered. So those are the first three that I, that we talked about is print, video, and digital. And the last one is going to take more time from you. But again, this is all free stuff that just 
takes time. If your church doesn't have a lot of money or you're a small church pastor, you know we're talking about 50 to 75 people, carve some time out in your day to do these next things, and that is creating specific content for your church people. You know, something that a church did, oh, it was a there was a church I interned at about seven years ago, almost eight years ago now. What they did is they just ran around their church and recorded people saying, I love than the name of the church. And they did that all over the place. And they took some B-roll of, of you know, walking through the, the, the hallways and, and of the worship service. And honestly, it was low-key, super, super low-key production, but highly effective. Well, if you want to take that to the next step, start recording people in your church services, you know, like before service, after service, just walk up to, hey, can can I can I ask you a question real quick just and, and get it on camera of just why you love Christmas? That's it. And if people give you literally a 10 or let's be honest, five second or 20 second answer of why they love Christmas, you can splice all those together and create a two minute video of just your people talking about why they love Christmas. You can show that in service before Christmas service, maybe on Christmas, Christmas Eve or Christmas service which would be a really cool piece inside of the Christmas service for your church people. And then you can also post that online even after Christmas service, if you want, but I recommend definitely before as just a really cool way to display your people, show your people and let people in your area know that your church people love Christmas. And here's why. The second one is this is going to take a lot more work, and that's actually create blog posts on your website leading up to Christmas so that people can have, well, not have, but they can be excited and maybe even have some great devotional content leading up to Christmas. Let's be honest. Um, the ROI on creating blog posts, sometimes it doesn't seem like it's necessarily worth it. Um, for our youth group, we did this uh, two years in a row where rather than giving printed out devotionals, I actually create, I didn't even create, I bought it off somebody else where I had uh, 25 days of devotions starting on December 1, leading through December 25th. And every single day we posted that devotion on our student ministries website blog. And then we texted out that reading to the teenagers every single morning. Teenagers literally read it every single day. And then what I did at the end, and they didn't know this one year, if someone read all 25 devotions before, or not before, but leading up to Christmas, I actually gave them some custom uh, student ministry merch with a coffee tumbler. I think we I think we just did coffee tumblers and journals and stuff like that, which was really exciting. People were like, whoa, they get this stuff? And we're like, yeah, they actually put forth the effort to do it. And obviously you can't do that for your church, but if you can create blog post content about different things leading up to Christmas and different focuses, like you can focus on even the, 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 the people in the Christmas story, have a blog post on Joseph, one on Mary, on the shepherds, on the wise men, even though I don't believe that they were actually there. Um, maybe even talk about the situation that was leading up to that. Like, for example, I mean, I don't want to preach too much, but I actually, I mean, let's be honest, there is no innkeeper. There is no innkeeper in the Bible. And we actually say there was no room for them for they were trying to sleep, so they had to sleep with the animals. I firmly believe that if Joseph's going to his hometown in his home city and uh, his own family couldn't host him, so he had to sleep with the animals, that was a sign from his family that you chose Mary, who got pregnant out of wedlock, and we think it's your kid, and that's just not okay, so you are not one of us. That adds a whole lot of different meaning to the Christmas story when you think about what it meant for Jesus to come into a world like that. If you can create blog posts from your own church staff or just your own office if you're the pastor and send those out to your people, even if it's not every day, maybe it's just weekly, maybe it's two times a week, 
that creates some new fresh content for your church's Facebook page, also for a church email newsletter. You can text people out and say, hey, we're going to be doing this. You can encourage your people on Sunday morning and say, hey, read these devotionals leading up to Christmas. Maybe you can make them more family orientated. I don't know. But either way, you can create blog posts to help people get their mind focused on the Christmas season and hopefully your church people will be sharing those posts on their own Facebook wall so other people can read them as well. The third one, and, and this all kind of depends on if your your church is into doing this or not. Our church, we're very big on doing the Advent readings, and we actually read the Advent readings in service, and we invite an entire family up to do the Advent readings. Both, you know, sometimes we have just single guys, just single girls, because they're just as much part of the church as everybody else. Sometimes we have families with kids, sometimes with no kids. We'll make sure we also have elderly families in there as as well. There was one time where we invited someone who recently lost their husband. And she's like, can, can I invite some of the other widows up to read with me? And they read it together, and it was an absolutely beautiful thing. However, you can not only use that in your, I don't know why I said however, because that's not true, but that's a beautiful thing to do inside of your church service, but I also think it's great to do that outside of your church service as well. And whether it's you recording yourself as a pastor or recording someone else who can do these readings, but I think it's really cool to do Advent readings that's intentionally designed to be said on camera, not just read aloud. So that way you can post those on maybe your social media pages. You can also post those going forward in the future years on your church's Christmas landing page. So that way people can even watch those leading up to service to see what it's all about or catch up if they missed one. But either way, your job as a small church is to remind the people of the hope that we have in Jesus during this Christmas season. And doing Advent readings is a great way to do it. Well, at the beginning, I said I was going to try to keep this short, and your boy did not do that at all. But I hope you enjoyed today's conversation, the type of content you should be making for your Christmas services with print, uh, digital uh, uh, content creation, as well as video advertisements. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would let me know. You can either leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's the only really place you can leave a review. Or if you go to my Facebook page, Mark Hyde Creative, you can actually recommend that to other people as well. But at the end of the day, I am here for you, whether or not you share it. Hey, that's that's not what this is all about. This is all about helping you as a small church reach your community and encourage and grow your people in Jesus. You using technology. Next week, we're going to talk about how to use Facebook ads for your Christmas season, so Christmas season, Christmas services. So until then, take it easy, guys. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.